If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. Keep on money, the baby goat. I just jumped out the pool with dirty glove bass. You did. Put my head in the sky. Losses after losses, I just wonder why people think I'm tripping. Like- All right, so we got Kivo Money off the porch with us today. Baby goat. And how you feeling today, bro? By blessed to say. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I'm feeling good. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Yeah. It's a beautiful day in Atlanta too, man. Chilly so. here. Hey, it was colder the last few days, so I'm not complaining about today, man. Yeah. And you just came from New York, so. Right. Wasn't there a snowstorm? It, it wasn't even cold out there. It wasn't even that cold out there, though. For real? Yeah. Like, and it, and it was so crazy. Like, the first day I got out there, it was plenty of snow. Yeah. But, like, within, like the last day I just left, which is today and shit, feeling good as hell. <laughs> and yesterday down there. Okay. good. I woke up on my balcony. I looked down on my back, and I see people walking and shit, regular New York shit. They back to normal yeah. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Hey. What were you working on up there in New York? Like, doing some little promo for uh, for this song Lee someday. Uh, I was doing some shit for Vivo and you know some more shit. You know, just working. Okay. Okay. Hey. So man, uh, talk to us about South Memphis, man. What was it like growing up there? Life. It's so fun. Like it's so fun. Like like that shit was crazy. Like. I think it was fun to not have nothing then. Like, this shit might sound crazy, but back then, like, nobody expected nothing out of you because you ain't have shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody was the same, so couldn't nobody uh, leech off you or 
Couldn't nobody eat off you or shit like that. Like how it'll do day when you got some shit going. Back then ain't none of us had shit going in the hood. <laughs> you know? Yep. So this shit was this shit was if somebody fucked with you, it was genuine then. Because they didn't expect none out of you because you didn't have shit to give. So if somebody fucked with you back then, it was genuine. Which is nowadays shit. Ain't no telling why a motherfucker fucking with you, you know? Real shit, yeah. <laughs> they see the ice, you know. Ain't no telling what they yeah. <laughs> what they expected, man. <laughs> Came a long way, man. Man, a long way. Yeah. What part of South Memphis you from? I'm from Third Wow. Okay. Like Claiborne, my Georgia Avenue, South Orleans Street and shit. Yeah. Gotcha. Dead. Real treacherous. <laughs> What age would you say you jumped off the porch down there? You said what age I jumped off the porch? Mm-hmm. Like what you what jumping off the porch actually mean? Like you know, everyone got their own definition. Yeah. So like, what's the definition of actually jumping off the porch? Like I said, everyone got their own definition. So for me, it's just kind of getting outside well, and experiencing the world for yourself. Well, shit. Like as far as like on some like street shit, I ain't never had to be in the streets. I ain't never have to jump off no porch and start robbing or start doing shit. I had my own hustle. Like, I was going on bills, going downtown singing and shit. I was mm-hmm. making three, four hundred, five hundred a day. I ain't want no reason for me to jump on no porch and get on no well, that's jumping shit, off join the... no gang. Yeah. Not saying that I ain't who I am, I'm me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, that's where I'm from. I'm from around all that shit. But I ain't have to jump on no porch, go rob no nigga or sell no dope. No. So you jumped off the porch to go sing. So at what age were you doing that? I jumped off the porch on some music shit. Yeah. Like about nine years old. Nine? Yeah, okay. about nine. I started going downtown and shit. Uh, uh, singing the blues and shit, mm-hmm. you know? Singing Otis Reddit, Marvin's Gay, Marvin Seas, Bobby Womack, man, Willie Clay, B.B. King, Little Richard. Man, I can go on and on about that shit. Like, that's me. Like, that's my heart. That what that what made me downtown Bill Street. Like I gotta pay that homage to to Bill Street. Yeah. Like they go for the workers who were working in the restaurants on Bill Street. Like they you make sure I eat. Like you gotta understand me. At the point I'm nine, ten years old, so they used to always look out for me. Like I wasn't thinking about it then, but now I'm older. I would think about I think about it now. But like them folks used to actually look out for me. When I used to be on bill and shit, I used to be on bill like two, three in the morning, you know, that's when downtown really get lit. Mm-hmm. That's when all the grown-ups get downtown and all the little kids, police make all the little kids get off the street, you gotta go home. But they got so familiar with me singing on bill, they ain't never made me go home. Mm-hmm. I'm outside on the street two, three, four in the morning. All the grown folk, they make sure I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? If I go in the restaurant try to pay for my food, if somebody in the restaurant know, oh, this little bro who be singing outside, man, you straight. <laughs> See, it's small shit like that that, that that built me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And they even put you on the news, right, when you were younger? Nah, they put me on in the newspaper commercial appeal. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. They put me in the newspaper commercial appeal on the 4th of July. <laughs> I, was like, I was like in 4th, 5th grade. Oh, wow. So they were like 9, 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. They uh, singing 4th of July and shit on beer. They taking pictures of me and so I'm like, damn, like, that's my first little taste of this, all this shit, you know? Yeah. That's on some singing shit, never rap. There was no rapping, period. Only why I really started rapping, cause 
that's the most thing for me with when you walk out the house. All your friends, everybody playing rap music in the hood. Like, but blues, my mama was playing number blues in the house. Okay. And I go downtown, I hear number, do what I love like that. Did blues and shit. Yeah. Did singing always just come natural to you? Yeah, it's so natural. Like, ain't nobody never taught me how to do this shit. I taught myself, like, how to not sound bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna say, like, I'm just the best singer in the world, but I know how to make myself not sound bad. Ain't gonna be bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you feel like your, your singing ability helps separate you from the other artists out today? Hey, a lot yeah. of people rely on, like, auto-tune and stuff like that. Yeah, I use auto-tune. But I use auto-tune to be versatile, you know? You could do anything with your voice with their computer in the, mm -hmm. in the studio, man. Like, that's the point of technology. Like, you can do a lot of shit with this technology like that you can't do with your regular voice, you know? So that's why you auto-tune just to be more versatile and I ain't gotta try too hard with my real voice. But I'm raw too, though. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm raw. Like, without a mic, without a studio, without auto-tune, I'm raw. Oh God. <laughs> What are your performances like? Do people f like, man, that boy can really sing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I try to show them when I perform. I try to, I try, I try to, I try to show them like, this ain't just no rapping. This ain't just no rap show. This ain't just no hood show. You know what I'm saying? This a real show. Even though I ain't in no big ass arena right now, I'm treating this shit like this a real show. Like preparing myself type shit. <laughs> yeah. So when did you start rapping or kind of mixing the singing with the rapping? I started too? mixing it like 12, 13, middle okay. school, you know? That's when I started doing everything. Like, that when I really started fucking. That when I really started smoking weed. That when I really had my real homeboys. Like, I had homeboys in the hood growing up, but you know, we were going to school, we weren't no real homeboy shit. Like, it was, we, were just, we ain't had no other choice but to be around each other. You know, we live in the same neighborhood. But in middle school, it become a point where you really start having friends, like, huh? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Homeboys and shit, like, you running with every day. Y'all skipping school together. Y'all doing this, y'all doing, you know. So, sixth, seventh grade, middle school, then when I start experiencing everything, like, we really fucking, really doing shit. So that's when I really start on some rap shit, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When did you start to release some music and did it take off right away? See, actually, before I even ever went in the studio, I would, I would know around the South, I would know around South Memphis for freestyling. Okay. Like, anybody ever saw me, little bro, bump, I'm off the top, you know what I'm talking about? I'm beating on the car. Like, that just with me. I was raw. Like, and I, this shit, I was home as hell. Like, I'm lumped. Like, man, them was the days I ain't had nothing. You know what I'm talking Like, them was the day I ain't had shit. <laughs> like, them was my hungry days. Middle school, and that shit so crazy. I was so young. Because I was like 12, 13. Like, I was hungry as hell. So, that's when, I, that when the rap came in. Hell yeah, middle school. So like, when you first started releasing music, did it take off right away, or was it a, a grind to kind of get you, build up your following? It's always a grind, 
because you gotta elevate. You gonna elevate or you gonna go down or you gonna stay in one spot. Them three choices you got in the music shit, man. You gonna elevate, you gonna fall off or go backwards, whatever you wanna call it, or you gonna stay in one spot. Ain't nothing else you can do. So, I think it was an elevate, you know, by me, by everybody already knowing me, by freestyling, they was ready for me to drop. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they were eager for that shit, you know? Like, I was big on Facebook, like, talking about viral. Like, 2016, 2017, like, when I really started getting, before I, before I really started getting in the yo, come here, like, 10,000 shares and shit, 5,000 likes and shit like that, like, Facebook famous type shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. So everybody was ready for me to get in the studio, and I was on some pain, really shit. They knew I was different, like, yeah. So. That when I started getting the studio, like 2016, 2017, you know. Damn, so you still fresh at I'm it fresh. when you look at I'm it. I'm fresh, but I've been in the studio a lot lately. I'm real comfortable with this shit now. Yeah. Because I already knew how to do this shit. I just had to learn how to get comfortable in the studio. That shit different mm -hmm. from me freestyling right now and me freestyling in the studio. That shit different, bro. Everything different. Yep. Yeah. The vibe, you rapping, your sound, man, this shit just different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think one thing that sticks out with you and your, um, you know, your following, it, it's very been very organic. Like yeah. you didn't have to chase clout. It's based off of strictly talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't had to chase clout. <laughs> <laughs> this shit chasing me, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to duck out, get away from this shit sometime, man. This shit be chasing the shit at me, man. Clout chasing me. <laughs> yeah. So, um, how did the whole deal with Atlanta come about? Was there a certain song that they had heard that was like, man? Yeah, yeah. The Don't Know Me. With Axback? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you gotta understand, I was having other, other little songs at the time too, like Back Against the Wild, Part of the Guy. Real hits in, in, in Memphis, like Memphis hits. Mm -hmm. Memphis Wild, real bangers. The whole city know. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and I had like five deals on the table. Really? Yeah. Who else was reaching out? Can you reveal? My, I think, like 300 NT. Who else, cuz? <laughs> he said everybody. Like everybody on God <laughs> in real life. Okay. In real life, all top tier shit. Like, not no little ass language. Was there any rappers that were trying to sign you to? Not really, yeah. Okay. Yeah, not really, though. Yeah. I heard, yeah, it, shit, yeah. Yeah. All right, so you got five offers on the table. What was it about Atlantic that made you say, man, I want to rock with them? It made sense, you know. Some shit, some shit, some shit you ain't got to think too hard on. See, that's what some people fuck up at. You try to try too hard and try to make shit seem like what it really ain't. Sometimes that shit be right in your face, you know. And shit, shit just made sense. Yeah. So. Did you know um, when, you, when you guys recorded Don't Know Me, like, man, we got one here. Like this this song gonna kind of change. No, no, we did not know. <laughs> me and Lil Action Pack, me and AP talk about this shit all the time. Like, folks don't even know. Bam, I'm in the studio. I already recorded the song. I'm in the studio, me and Track Boy. I think Real Red was in there. Bam, we in the studio. I'm doing a song. So, I end up doing a song. So, before I do my second verse, I'm in the booth. Before I do my second verse, 
I come out of here, my shit, I said, I want to listen to this shit, play everything I just did before I do the second verse. Bam, listen to the shit, shit slamming. So they calling me, my manager called me at the time, like, my little AP trying to push up on you and shit, he trying to drop. So I tell him, come on. So he come, so I'm telling him, this is our first song. I'm telling him, man, I'm doing this little song right here. I was just finna do the second verse before you came. You wanna go on and bust the second, do the second verse, go on and hop on there. He went in there, yeah. And it was dead, but we ain't even know. On God, we really just posted our picture on some Memphis shit. Mm -hmm. Like on some, yeah, some young niggas linking up type shit. Like, yeah, do what y'all been waiting on type shit. Like, but we ain't knowing this finna change me and little bro. Like, this finna get us really started on some shit. Like, man, but it did what it did, and they brought me and little bro closer. Like, that's my young nigga on Jesus Christ. Like, little bro can call me on anything. Like, that's. That's my young nigga. Not just because of that song, but that's where it started because we grew together. You know what I'm saying? Both of us, he already had a little situation with CMG and shit, but both of us got signed at like around the same time. Like basically off the same type of music and shit. Our song, our song together and our shit that's separate. You know what I'm saying? Our, our, our singers and shit. You know, so we basically grew together. Like then my little brother, oh God. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's been turning up lately too, man. He's been Ten going up. <laughs> oh God, I don't know who pissed him off. That little baby going ham. I ain't on you lot. He was just in the studio with me before I, before I went to New York down oh, in yeah? the eight. Man, that nigga is really slamming. I'm telling the man like, why won't you drop you a tape? What is you doing? <laughs> but he know, he know how that shit go. He gotta get his shit together like I gotta get my shit together for my tape and shit. Yeah, talk to us about the music scene in Memphis, man. It's like every other month, a new rapper blowing up, someone getting From signed. Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, this shit up. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, God. Cause, because I ain't gonna lie. I know I'm one of them people. I know I made some people from Memphis rap because of the simple fact. I, I, they watch this shit in their face. Like, we just saw a bro go from freestyling on Facebook to getting signed to Atlanta. I know this. For a fact, I ain't saying everybody now. I ain't finna do all that. I'm not saying everybody, but every Memphis rapper who'd have had an impact on the city, then made enough somebody else rap. That's how it's supposed to be, bro. Like, supposed to be an inspiration, bro. Like, niggas might not say it, but I know me and, and other Memphis rappers that made the up and coming Memphis rapper start rapping and shit. Just cause they were like, damn, nigga really can go from zero to 100 real fast. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you do the right thing. He had the right song and shit, you know? So that what made a lot of people start rapping. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and I think you even kind of helped bring in like a new sound to Memphis too with the singing, because, you know, Memphis always known for crunk music and then Gotti yeah. with the trap music. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't very melodic. And here you come, like, you basically a singer that's rapping. Yeah, I'm different with it, you know? That's how I'm trying to come, I'm trying to like, like, it's cool for me to be in the same room as these guys. But I'm also trying to go in rooms that they can't even get in type shit, you know. That's, that's just basically my whole goal. Like, it's cool for you to fit in, but I always have something about you that's going to stand out that can't nobody else, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was going to separate you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, so Baby Goat, man, what, how, who, did someone give you this title? This is something you came up with? Baby, Baby Goat? Goat? Cause really, I would call myself the goat, right? Bam. You know how this shit go, like, 
ain't, I, I ain't gonna lie, I was tripping at first, like, cause I'm young. And I was on some shit like, damn, these niggas really trying to jack my style, they really trying to steal my shit, cause, like, I'm really seeing these niggas really do this, running with this goat shit, like, it's cool for you to say it every once in a while, but ain't nobody never put goat into their whole career like me. Like, this shit is my lifestyle type shit, like, you know what I'm saying? This shit my lifestyle, like, I'm living by this shit. This shit in my brand, goat music entertainment type shit, like, this shit stamped, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody never really just ran with it, like, so to see rappers and shit really running with that shit. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Nah, like, I ain't mad now because I got folks who be putting me on game and shit now. So I think about this shit different. I can't be mad that I'm an inspiration, you know. That's basically how I look at it. But to, but, but to talk about what you said, like how I come up with that shit, I would call myself the GOAT. Bam, I seen so many folks getting on it, blah, 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 blah. I said, I ain't gonna do that. I'ma change my name to Baby Goat. I'ma get a GOAT title. I'ma get a GOAT title to niggas who really deserve it, like top tier niggas like Lil Wayne and Jay-Z. I'm, yeah, that's why I say the GOAT. I don't even wanna be the GOAT no more because these niggas doing too much. Cause now nobody getting no money off this shit at the end of the day. This shit really just a name. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't finna do all this, so I'm baby goat. So, and then I've been saying niggas run with that. I'm, wow, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, damn, this shit is really crazy, big bro. Like, I be trying to be my own man. But I'm a, I know I'm an inspiration. So any nigga out there be trying to run with the goat shit or the baby goat shit, all that, yeah, I'm an inspiration to you. Keep going. I want to see you win type shit. Was it your idea for the baby goat artwork for that project, man? Nah, it was like a team effort, you know? Everybody was trying to pitch in their ideas of how they think the cover art need to be. But I think everybody came in to one, as one. And this shit came out like that. Shout out to KD Design, you know? What That's was your reaction when you first saw that cover? That shit crazy, that shit forced me to have an opinion. And I think that was good, you know? You shouldn't, you shouldn't I, don't, I don't even think you should just look at shit and be like, Ah oh, nah, I like it. You looked at it for five seconds. I think you got, they're just like with music or album these days. People get through an album in two, three days. Mm-hmm. Like back then, bro, them folks would listen to one album a whole month. Weeks and shit. Yep, you gotta digest it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, you gotta live with this shit. You, li- you talking about you getting to- through an album in two, three days listening to it, and you ain't listening enough. Like, you ain't really get everything what was said in that. You just listening because the beats and shit. You just like the beats. You ain't really listening. So it's like, it's like, man, you know. So did you like it at first, or did you have to sell people on it? I mean, of course. It's my shit. I, I ain't going to downgrade myself. You know what I'm saying? So, but when I looked at it, I didn't know whether I liked it or didn't. I looked out, damn, bro. Like, what I think that the was fuck? everyone's reaction when they I'm saw like, it. I'm like, damn, bro, what the fuck? <laughs> it was creative, but at the same time, 
I was seeing the comments and shit. I see what they were saying and shit. They funny as hell talking about fucking a uh, goat or the goat ride my dick and all that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, but I get, I get what they were saying, but it was creative to me though. And that was my goal. Whether you had a good comment or a bad comment. It got their attention. You saw that, motherfucker. Yeah. A lot of it people saw that. A lot of people saw that. Whether it was good or bad, I got some good feedback and some bad feedback. But I got a lot of feedback. That's all that matter. Yeah. As long as you seen my shit, you know. I feel that. All right, Kibo. So, Leave Someday, man. Let's talk about this record, man. This record. That lifesaver. This thing Leave is Someday, that lifesaver for me, man, you know. Not only for you, but for some of your listeners, too. Facts. That's why it's so relatable. You know? mm-hmm. If that shit got me through some shit, I think gonna get somebody else through some shit. Like, I look at, I look at this shit like, I be looking at this shit like, people be thinking, shit go through their head, and how they feel, nobody else in the world feel like that. Cause I done had some time. I done felt a certain type of way, and I done been down, and. You know what I'm saying? And I've been thinking like, damn, nobody feel how I feel. Like, nobody see where I'm coming from type shit, you know? But you gotta understand like how many people in the world. So you think whatever you think or whatever you feeling, somebody else can relate to that. Whatever it is, whatever, bro. I'm talking about it ain't nothing that you can think about or it ain't nothing that you can go through in this life that ain't nobody else went through, bro. I guarantee you that. So that's why I put this shit out because I know somebody else gonna relate to this shit. You can talk about anything. That's why some of these rappers, they talk about the dumbest shit. But there's some other dumb ass folks wanna listen to that shit out here. That's how it go. So whatever type of person you is, it's a million other people like that. Whether you weird, whether you corner, whether you the police, whatever type of rapper you is, Whatever type of person you is, somebody else out here relate to that, man, and gonna listen to you. Yeah, that's why I feel like anybody can blow. Whether your music lying, whether you ugly, whether whatever, somebody else relate to you, swear to God. What were you going through when you recorded that song? Man, my grandma. Okay. Both my grandma. My, my grandma Lucille, she died. She was sick, you know, up in age. But I took that to the chin on God. I wasn't even really too much tripping about that because, you know, hey, man, she did her thing with her life. You know, she did her thing. She made it. She made it to her 80s and shit. You know, she did her thing. So I couldn't really too much be mad about that. But my second grandma, she went out on some breast counts and shit. So they really threw me left. Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, that shit really threw me left, bro, on God. Because... There was, she died for an actual cause. Like, there was a cause of, you know, my, my first grandma's cause of death was, like, she old, like, she was just sick. Like, I can, I can deal with that, you know? Because that's just, when you get older, you go through that type of shit. You get sick and shit. That's how you got to go out. I'd rather her go out like that. My, but my second grandma, that breast cancer shit, that shit threw me off. Like, I ain't going to lie. Like, uh, this, this shit bogus. Like, that was some bogus ass shit because... I remember my grandma being pretty as hell. And I come back to the city one time, my, my grandma got a wig. My grandma always had good ass hair, her real hair, good hair. I come back, she got a wig on. My grandma wasn't really too big on wigs unless she going to church or something like that, you know. She always wearing wigs. Man, they took both of her breasts off. 
Hey, I was like, damn. And then another thing, before my grandma died, I was just finding out she had breast cancer like a year or two before she died. So all the time when I was young, she been having breast cancer. Oh, my whole life, she been having breast cancer. They been keeping it away from me, right? So one time at my grandma house and my, her daughter, my auntie Ebony, she ended up telling me my grandma got breast cancer. Like, uh, man, I was really mad at them folks at that time. I was mad, like, damn, y'all ain't tell me this shit. Like, then my grandma died, like, man, that shit was just bogus. I ain't gonna lie, that shit was bogus. But I'm, I took that to the chin too, though. I'm glad I did. Let's see. Yeah. No. How to make you feel to hear that, those reactions from fans, though, that it was so relatable or that it helped them get through something that Man, they were going through? they don't even know that they helped me get through what I be going through. Reading them comments and shit. Like, it's folks really going through shit. I done seen folks talking about they done lost their mama, their daddy, their sister, their brother, their own child to this song, listen to this song, get, through, get them through what they were going through. Like, that, they get me through shit to know that they making a way from my music. Yeah, you know. They make me be like, yeah, I gotta keep dropping this shit. Yeah. Gotta keep getting them through this shit, cause I feel like if I don't drop and they don't listen to me, and I ain't that and I ain't that ear for them and I ain't that relatable music for them, they'll fuck around commit suicide or something, man. Sometimes you need that music, man. Sometimes you need that song. They're just going to get you back on track, man. Sometimes you need that song that talk about grinding and hustling when you down on your ass, man. You listen to that song talking about grinding and hustling, man. You get up off your ass, go get you some money. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what music do. Music can change your, your, your outlook on shit. Music can, man, make you get up and go make something out of yourself, man, when you ain't got shit going. You listen to the right song, man. They tell you, man, go get your ass up, man. Go get you some money in a song. Man, you feel like that man ain't talking about you. You got to get off your head, go get you some money. You feel guilty. Because you know you ain't having shit. That's how they move the shit is. Nope. Yeah, you got to look at this shit like that. Oh, God. Real shit, man. All right, so what was it like working with Kevin Gates on Amen? Man, I wasn't even in the studio. I hate I wasn't even in the studio when Gates did his verse. Oh, really? Yeah, they just sent me the song with him on it. Like, hmm. it was a surprise type shit. We put Gates on this song. Like, Damn, for real. But at the video shoot, when I met him and shit, like, I ain't no man that was kind to me like that, embraced me like that, that I ain't know. Like, bro, kind of like a real big brother. Gave me a hug type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that means something. It means something to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he embraced the nigga, so they just off the back set up. Set a respect level for him, for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got love for dude off there and for him doing that song for me. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? I got, I got real love for dude. Don't know his family, don't know his girl, kids, or shit. I got love for him, though. Off the screen of what he did for me. Real talk. Yeah. So, what's the next project, man? You got a title picture? Lucille Grandson. Coming soon. I ain't even put no date on it yet. But coming soon, Lucille Grandson. I stamped it. Okay. Yeah. 
We see you worked with Dirk, man. Fans been begging for this song since you guys posted that Ain't picture, it, man. man. Hell yeah, that bitch coming soon too. <laughs> Wednesday, this Wednesday. Oh shit, it might be out by the time this ends. Hey man, by the time, hey, while you watch, after you watch the interview, go watch, go listen to that song, <laughs> watch the video and shit. Yeah, I got love for dude. I was describing what he did for me. You know what I'm saying? How'd you link up with him? Man, she's just in the studio. Okay. She in the studio. Stuck in the studio, man. And I tell her who you might come across, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially when you networking and shit, you got folks who know folks. They're gonna set some shit up for you, you know. Yeah. Any other features you've been working with? Nah. I got some shit coming though. I got some shit coming. Okay. Major shit. What about producer-wise? Who have you been working with? Man, I've been working with a lot of producers, man. Uh, I got locked back in with Real Red. I just paid. You know, they from around the way. We grew together, too. Five producer and artists. Why? Grew together, just paid, Real Red. My Miffy track boy, I love him to death. What uh, other producer? D-Mac, too, bang. My big brother, like for real. My DJ, real producer. Uh, Go Grizz, like this, my nigga. Young Pete, like, I'm just producers I fuck with on a different level, you know? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, what should fans expect from this project? Uh, what should they expect? Uh, everything that y'all been waiting on. <laughs> uh, everything, I think. Expect to hear everything that y'all ain't heard yet in this rap shit, you know? Okay. Expect not to hear all that. Soon you turn my song on, you ain't gonna hear that. Rah, 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 rah. I'ma kill your mama. I'ma kill your daddy. I'ma kill your sister and brother. No. When you cut my shit on, my first song, do whatever the last song. It gonna be some shit you can ride to and vibe to, man. It gonna be some shit. After you listen to my shit, you're going to have a different mind frame, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Fans are ready, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they is ready. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like I've been starving them. So I feel like it's the time to feed them, you know? Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All right, so I got to ask you about this viral video of you playing basketball against Adam Sandler and hitting the game-winning shot, man. How the hell did you end up in the gym with Adam Sandler? Man, that shit was random as hell, bro. <laughs> we were just at the same gym. Was that down here in Atlanta or in Memphis? Where was that at? In Atlanta, down okay. here. It's some LA fitness. Man, I'm in the gym. I'm already hooping. <coughs> I'm already on the court winning and shit, you know? I'm already kicking ass. I'm up to my <laughs> what, I, what you saw I did on him, I did that 40 times. Same day, the same way. Same day, the same way. I did it 40 times. I swear to God. So, shit. Bro, I walked in. Oh, wow. Now, dang, got out of silent water boy in the joint. Dang, got bro in here. Not with me. So, it was just timing. Like, the timing was crazy. Like, right on type shit, you know. Uh, Were you trash talking him? Hell no, <laughs> no, it was a respect thing. Okay. I don't know if Big Brother know what I had going or what, but 
he's talking to me though. Like I, I wouldn't even know no, what's up, big bro type shit. I wouldn't even know no big network and shit with him. He was on some talking to me type shit. He was on some, yeah, I was dying. You know, <laughs> that's, that's like that one shot. That, that shit was going on the whole game. Like me and bro talking and interacting and shit. Like that shit was going on the whole time we were there t- together type shit. Like. But yeah, he got what he deserved. (laughs) (laughs) He said, got what he deserved, man. Don't play with me. Yeah, that was so random when that That, thing popped up. That's my life too, basketball. Yeah. That's my life from God. Like, how I feel about this movie shit, that's how I feel about basketball. Like, not saying I could have went to the NBA or none of that. It's just my love for basketball. I love basketball, like, from God. You a fan of the NBA? Yes. Who's your team? Grizzlies? I ain't got no team right now. My favorite player, John Morant. Okay. Since Kobe been dead, you know. Yeah. John Morant, he been holding it, he been holding it down. Yep. Yeah, that's my boy. But I ain't got no favorite team. But NBA going ham right now. Just mm-hmm. overall, they going ham. Every team got some shit. Yeah. Everybody I got a I got a cold person on every team. Yeah. Type shit. At a least lot of good young one players. or two cold people on every team. Like so every basketball game is live. So just mad when they get the fans back and shit, this shit gonna be lit. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, been seeing, uh, you've been on tour, man. Booked now up. I'm finna, I'm finna go. You've been booked up during the pandemic though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I see yeah. you got a couple shows coming up, what, in the next week or two? Yeah, near, near Friday. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So what have these shows been looking like during the pandemic, man? I'm sure they, they dying to get out and see you though. Man. Man, them whole bitch slick better than a normal junk. Them folk, cause everybody been itching to get out exactly. and have a good time. Like, them folk been really stepping out. Like, them folk do not give a fuck. Especially not around my way, Memphis and, and Arkansas and Mississippi and shit. Them folk don't care about that, cuz. <laughs> man, for real. All right, Kiva, what, what's next for you, man? Got the project on the way. Anything else you're working on right now? Man, whatever God got in store for me, I ain't, I ain't even gonna plan. I can't even plan my whole career. I ain't gonna even lie to you. I, I ain't finna sit here and just plan my whole career. I don't know how this shit gonna go. But at the same time, man, whatever way God stir me in, man, I think I know which way he gonna stir me in, you know. But yeah, wherever I end up at, man, I'm still gonna stand tall in any situation, and I'm still gonna make the best out this shit. Swear to God. Win or lose, I'm gonna take this shit for what it is. Yeah, I feel that. All right, keep even on. if I'm, even if I don't do everything I said I have to do, I tried. I ain't just flat out said I can't do it. Like nigga can never say I ain't try. Oh God. All right, any shout outs before we wrap it up, Kiva? Man, shout out, shout out GME. Man, shout out. My mama and my sister and brother, all seven of them, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they proud of you, man. Yeah, yeah. This shit been going on. My sister and brother been proud of me, though. I've been doing this shit a minute now. I'm 20. I'm putting on for a minute. Okay. You only 20? Yeah, I'm 20. Damn. Yeah, I'm finna be 21. June 11th. Gemini. <laughs> Shout out to the Gemini's, man. Yeah, Lucy, a grandson on the way, too, you know? Look up the God, put my head in the sky. Losses after losses, I just wonder why.
People think I'm tripping like my shoes untied. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.